BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, Doug Mellard. Hey, Doug Benson. Uh, how's it going, dude? Fantastic. I've got I everything's good with me. Thanks for asking, but except for <laughs> uh, the the hiccups that I that I started having moments that's, before we started recording. That's never never pleasant. Yeah, Especially I mean, when you're recording or performing, I, I don't hate hiccups. You know, like I, I I find it kind of amusing that it happens, but I also uh, there's the dreaded hiccups that never stop. You know, yeah, which I, yeah. I haven't had yet, knock on wood. But, uh, you know, I've seen it happen to people. It's happened to one out of every uh, several hundred million people. <laughs> <laughs> God, what a nightmare that would be. Yeah, Have I guess ever- maybe you just get used to it, you know, like you'd... Uh, nope. Maybe time your uh, your statements, uh, you know, within. Oh the... God, <laughs> that's an awful life. <laughs> Are uh, have you ever had them on stage? Um, probably. That's that feels like something that would happen to me, and like you know, <laughs> then you start to uh, like it's hard to get rid of them when you're panicked about, you know, when you really want to get rid of them. But I think mine are gone already now just from, uh, you know, just having this frank dus- discussion. You know, <laughs> yeah, just, being, just being open about hiccups, I think, really helps. But uh, also, it sounds like you've got a beard again or something. Like, you've ah, got like, the po- poker chip yeah. sounds. I'll fold it out better. There yeah, I do go. what you got to do. Um, so, long story short, my hiccups has nothing to do with the fact that we don't have a guest today. Whoa. Um, that was just something that happened in addition to not having a guest. Um, <laughs> That'd be uh, weird if they canceled because of your hiccups. Somebody called ahead, you know, thought, you know, thought better of a person that might have hiccups uh, co-hosting a podcast. But um, yeah, it was, uh, I don't even think we need to say who it was, but it was just uh, one of those deals where uh, it got canceled 90 minutes ago because of uh, flight issues. And uh, so, you know, we'll rebook that guest. And uh, in the meantime, I was thinking it'd be fun to do a show today where we go through some of our leftovers, like questions we didn't get to for a lot of the amazing guests we've had over the last few months. So so let's just do that. What do you say? I say I think it's a fantastic idea. All right. Let's go to work. Americans! 
What Hello? if I just said uh, no to that premise and then I just hung up off the Zoom? <laughs> what? Well, like when you ask, what what do you think of this? And I just said no, right. and then I Why, hung up. But with the theme song just ended. I was just going to start talking, and you started talking at the same time. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> trying to play defense <laughs> on your hiccups. <laughs> I already told you they're gone. Okay, we'll see yeah, how but, long. You know, maybe during the theme song they came back. True. We'll find, we'll find out. But anyway, I was going to say hello, nobody, because we don't have a guest. Um, right after the theme song is usually where I say hello to uh, whoever it is that we've set up is our guest. I know it's it's about time I, we went through the format of the show, <laughs> locked it in. Um, but anyway, uh, how are you doing today? Aside from this particular, are you you're in Texas? I'm in Texas, but I have. A super fun 6 a.m. flight. So I'm leaving for the airport in probably like, I don't know, eight hours. <laughs> it's middle of the night, one of those things. Yeah. It's going to be super you, well, fun. You, okay, so you got a 6 a.m. flight out of, uh, what do you call it, Bergstrom? Yeah, Austin Bergstrom. Oxdam Bergstrom. And you... <laughs> Okay, 6 a.m. flight, and uh, are you checking bags? I'm not checking bags, so that part's okay. easy. All right, you're not checking bags. Okay, so uh, that means that uh, you still want to get there, like, uh, I'd say, an hour before your flight, in case security and stuff's real stupid. Yeah, I got TSA. I've been going extra early lately because everything – I mean, our guest today, you know, there's maybe an issue, like, but – like I've been going two hours early, but every time there has been zero problems and I'm just there two hours early. So I think I am going to push it and go, you know, a little over an hour early. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, I say one hour is like if you can't get through uh, security, you know, if you can't get through TSA in that amount of time, it's crazy yeah. busy for some reason. And that means like there's delays and stuff and the probably the plane probably yeah. won't leave without all those people because it can't be just you yeah because most people get there about an hour before their flight they say two hours but like you said that leads to a lot of sitting around at a place where you're in an airport where their specialty is uh you know pork and you're sitting around <laughs> at you know five in the morning yeah. um so there's nothing to eat or do or anything um yeah. but yeah so i you know i it's about a half hour to get over there I'm like right by the airport, ten minutes. So that's the beauty oh, of it. Okay, all right. So it's yeah, the, so I'd say, I'd say wake up at four a.m. and roll out at four thirty a.m. Yeah, there you go. It's not too bad. Got a plan. Yeah, I mean, you know, you you know how it works. I don't need to tell you, but yeah. I you know, I just get excited planning for others because <laughs> thanks, buddy. Uh, because I haven't uh, you know haven't gone on any of these jaunts in, in a a little bit. You know, I took the summer off from mostly from traveling. Right. Uh, we only went a couple of places by car, and um, but now that the fall's coming, I'm going to get you know be jumping back out uh, you know into it. Yeah. And, uh, doing more stuff where are you going going to the fort lauderdale area in florida 
uh doing oh, Dania that, uh, and Palm Beach. Yeah, yeah, Dania. I don't even know how you say it. Oh my god. I mean that's a brand new improv there. I'm sure it's gorgeous. I'm sure it's part yeah. of a a, fa- a fun complex full of a bunch of cool things. Um I like I love going down to that uh those uh, Florida improvs. I've yeah, I didn't even think I was gonna be at a beach. Time. Yeah, well we'll see about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you're on a beach. You know, it's like the Fort there was a, there's a club in Fort Lauderdale slash Hollywood, Florida that's uh at the hard rock there. Uh that club closed a few years back, but I, I think it's opening back up again. But you know, it's a resort with a pool and stuff, but like you're not really it's not like you're really at the beach. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I don't I can't speak for this other one. And then there's one in uh uh Miami, uh, like near the airport in Miami, it's called Doral, Florida. And uh the people who live there make fun of me for saying Doral. What is what's it supposed I, to be? I guess you're supposed I guess it's supposed to be more exotic than that, like Doral. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> it's a weird name, no matter how you slice it. And it's right, it's right at the Miami airport. So I, mean, I guess that part was good as far as like getting out of there. It was easy to, uh, you know, easy enough to roll out. So um, what I was thinking of doing with this uh, guest list episode today is, um, oh, that also reminds me, you got to think of a good pun for the end of the show. Um. Oh man, I had a good one today for our guest, <laughs> but uh, we have to think of one just for us. Um, asking each other questions. There was a debate about one last week that we could maybe mean? use, whether we had used it or not. Maybe this is oh. the time to use it. Oh, okay. What was it? Who let the dugs out? Oh, because we uh, we didn't end up using it last week. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good. I just want to get that one out of the way. So we'll do that one today. Uh, if I remember. If I remember at the end of the show, uh, we'll do it. Have you ever done a COVID home test and the thing just doesn't even, it doesn't react, it doesn't do anything? Uh, No. You drop the little drops into the thing and then you wait, you know, it's supposed to be 15 yeah. minutes and then it's just completely blank, doesn't do anything. That's not good. That's never happened to you? No, no. I'm sure it that, does happen quite a bit, though. It hasn't happened to me either. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it happened to someone close to me. Um yeah, my girlfriend, uh, we, uh, you know, her first test, I like did my own test and it worked perfectly. And then we did her test and it didn't work. So it was probably my fault. I probably did something wrong because, you know, I feel like you could over flood it. You know, the way it says three drops. Yeah. I feel like you could do too much or too little, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It's, they're probably pretty easy to screw up, honestly. Yeah. No, I mean, three drops is a weird request. Yeah. Because <laughs> how big is a drop? Exactly. Drop size? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> it's however big you make it when you're squeezing it out of the thing. You can make a pretty big drop if you want it. I'm a big squeezer. 
I know that's what people say. Um, <laughs> so we used to do this thing where we would say that uh, we had leftover questions that, you know, with most of our guests, we would never get to uh, specific questions beyond our, our, our normal questions about their name. So, uh, you know, we have these questions prepared in case, the, you know, it's time, time permitting, uh, as they say. And we've just gotten to a point where the conversation about names is, has been fascinating enough, at least from my perspective, I don't know about the listeners, but, uh, you know, we've, we haven't had to do these leftover questions. So might as well go back through and uh, ask each other some of these questions that we didn't get to and uh, speculate as to what uh, the person would have answered. If given yeah. the opportunity, because there's nothing I would want more after I appear on a podcast is the hosts later speculating what my <laughs> answers would have been to questions that they didn't ask. Yeah. Right. There's nothing. Right. There's no greater honor or tribute. <laughs> People adding them. Is, is this having, right? Having words put in your mouth. Let Then let's go to Twitter and then quote them as if that was the answers they gave. <laughs> when they were on the show i'm scared of the uh the technology they have now to reproduce someone's voice and features is such that it's you know it's still not quite there it's still got that robot kind of feel but it's it's almost completely there yeah you know, it's like they almost made people look young again in that movie uh the irishman you know, it's still, it's still. Yeah. There's something off about it still, but they, they were almost there. They, they, the technology is almost there. And as soon as you can have uh, acting performances where the actor doesn't have to, have to supply the face or the voice, uh, it's over for actors, right? Yeah, you can bring in any actor from any generation, like you just CGI anybody you want into the thing, especially if they're dead. Uh, you probably but don't have to get permission. And the really terrifying thing is how dumb people fall for fake news outlets all the time already and fake horribly cropped photographs. When this stuff starts getting smarter, it's going to get real messed up. Yeah, exactly. It's just going to be, it's going to be too much. Um, I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> Probably twice. <laughs> and uh then we should proceed who would you like to uh from our vast array of past guests who would you like to start with uh who would you like to ask me a question uh that i will answer on their behalf i will go with moshe kasher oh great place to start uh, moshe was on a show we did where i was in uh epcot Oh, near right. the, yeah, yeah. Near the near the pool enclosure, and um, that's not yeah, the I bathroom. Found, I found a secluded spot where uh, Winnie the Pooh would, would come out and prance around on occasion, but when he wasn't there, there'd be nobody around. And uh, so we talked to Moshe. I forget where you were. You were at one of your homes, one of your many homes, <laughs> you, you pro probably at your summer home, yeah. and. Um, all right. So, what's something we you didn't get to ask Moshe that you that you want to ask him? I was going to ask him as a published playwright, what is something you could teach Shakespeare? 
Wow. So Moshe's written a play? Yeah. Wow, I knew he wrote like a he wrote like a uh, <laughs> an auto autobiography, but I didn't know he wrote a play. Did we talk to him about it when we talked to him at all? We did not. Yeah. Okay. Wow, a play. We should maybe try to mount a production of said play. We went yeah, down a be- long rabbit hole with a fight with an other, like another DJ over his DJ name. Oh, right. Yeah. That, yeah. Took, up, <laughs> that took up a bulk of the time. Um, yeah. All right. Well, what, what, what would he, what would he have to say to Shakespeare? Was that your, uh... what, what is something he could take, teach Shakespeare? Oh, well, I have something for, you know, that I think that Shakespeare should be taught. And that's that, you Please. know, uh, you know, you could just point to we have the receipts now that women can go ahead and play the uh, the lady parts. Uh, <laughs> the lady roles in Shakespeare were always, uh, you know, just dudes in wigs. I don't even know if they went to the trouble of putting on wigs. I don't know how hard they tried to act like women. Uh but uh, nonetheless, uh, women weren't allowed to participate. And uh, Shakespeare, I hope he found that out before he died. I don't know how that. I don't know how that shook out. I don't know if he was dead already. You know, and then women started playing the parts. Right. But and then just the k- way kids in the hall brought it back. Like, why would you? Why would you just write? Why would you write something called Romeo and just have Juliet be a smaller, uh, more supporting role? Yeah. Uh, if it was going to be played by a dude in a wig, pretending, you know, pretending to be romantic with Romeo. It's it's it's, and I feel like we're still kind of doing some of that now. <laughs> I mean, it's still happening, but it's getting. Uh, it's better. It's getting it's better. better. It's getting better for sure, and. Uh, I'm a regular watcher of RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, I I can't get enough of, uh, you know, more or less, uh, you know, men in women's outfits, but, but, you know, representing something specific rather than uh, trying to make fun of something. Yeah. Yeah. Who's your favorite uh, drag queen from uh, Drag Race? I don't watch it. I know I've seen it before, but uh, this season I go to a, just, uh, go to right a drag brunch around the corner a lot, but I don't. I haven't watched the show. Right now they're doing um, uh, what do you call it? Um, a celebrity edition, you know? Oh wow! Where, where famous people are, you know, being put through the. I mean, you know, when I say famous, I mean you know, people that work in show business. Yeah. Like the guy, I think that's gonna win it. He is from. He was the one that was in the wheelchair on the show Glee, and if nothing else, if he doesn't win this, at least you know he probably let a lot of people in the world know that he's not actually uh, bound to a wheelchair. <laughs> right. He was just pretending back back when you know because again now, if they cast somebody that doesn't that doesn't need a wheelchair, a lot of they get a lot of side eye. A lot of people will be like, well, how about right. all the in wheelchairs that can act this seems like the perfect opportunity um so great question so so answer that's <laughs> yeah, great answer yeah i'm gonna go there are no wrong answers we're good okay 
Uh, well, we'll see if I have a motion to cast your question later. My first question I'm going to ask you that I think you would like be good at answering because it's meant for our, our most recent guest, uh, Deb O'Keefe. Um, wow. Good friend of yours, friend of mine as well. But I was going to ask her, uh, what's the best thing in America that you can't get in the UK? Best thing in America. Ooh, Mexican food. Like good, like Tex-Mex, we'll say. Oh, right. Yeah, that, like that a breakfast a taco even. Yeah, I saw somebody today on one of the socials complaining about how, uh, you know, how weird it is you can't get Mexican food in Japan. Huh. Uh, like in, in Tokyo. But I would think there'd be some weird place that's open up and trying it's to gotta be American Mexican food. Am Amex food, if you will. You pay for it with your Amex card. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but that was a great answer and a fast answer. That was like a speed round. That was so good. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, I feel like well any done. big city anywhere, there's a market for all of that. So, like, like, we've talked about it before, but in Los Angeles, they have that place, the Breakfast Taco Place Home State. And for years... There's so many people from Texas that live out there, and we all were like, Where, "Where's a place that serves queso or breakfast tacos?" And then Home State now has like what ten locations. Like, there's definitely a market for it. Probably should yeah, have done that absolutely. years ago. Yeah, for sure. Place is um, good. Yeah. Well, good, good, good for you. Good answer. Good job. By the way, I was thinking of her earlier, like our episode last week, because. She was the one that said that the stuff that's been on the cars here in Austin is aphid crap. And I was so grossed out by that. Like, I couldn't stop thinking about it. And then someone that I, I trust was like, no, that is not correct. It's tree sap. It's this whole thing. It's like a just a, a rare thing, but it's this time of year that happens. So I, I was relieved. And then uh, I've heard many more people since then go back to the aphid shit. So I, I don't. I'm scared. I, I'm sick of this aphid crap. I don't want it to be the truth. <laughs> so Wait, gross. So if it's sad, if it's stuff from trees, then you're not grossed out by it. But if it's aphid, I mean, crap, it's not it's fun. Gross. It covers your car and it's sticky and it's disgusting. But it's, I don't know. It's definitely something worse about knowing it's bug shit. You know. Right. Well, let me ask you this: okay. when, when your car is covered in this stuff, yeah, is it parked under a tree? Uh, <laughs> it's it still hit, hits no matter what, but yeah, it's worse under the tree. So maybe, I yeah, I think I should just need to tell myself a, that's what it is. Then maybe it is a tree thing, but then also you got to keep in mind maybe the aphids are in the trees. Yeah, true. God damn it, <laughs> no escaping. Yeah, but I've I've seen what you're talking about. I've been, to, you know, I've gone to Austin a lot of, you know, I'm there all different times of year. So I, you know, I don't remember how many years ago it was that I've seen this, but I've seen what you're talking about on the cars parked outside, like the hotel where I'm staying, and just gone, holy shit, that that's a lot of uh, tree crap falling on that car. You know, I'd always think, why did they move that? Why don't they move that car so it's not under a tree? But you're yeah. saying that these cars, this time, that during this, this, uh, this bug demic, uh, this aphidaster disaster, 
uh, you're saying that during it, you don't have to be parked under a tree. Your car will still be covered in that stuff. Yeah, I still got it. But yeah, it was definitely worse under the tree. It got to where there was a morning it was hard to get in the car, like to open the door. <laughs> so gross. That is really, uh, yeah, that is some nasty. You can't see out of any, like, luckily, like the windshield fluid will get it off. And I had to take it, I had to take it to the, the car wash like three times last week. It's messed up. Yeah, well, because you, uh, like, you can't, you can't just let it go for lo- for too long because it'll get, it'll just get really caked on and terrible. Yeah. Wow. Probably ruin what about, windshield. what about like if you just let it cake and cake and cake and just never did anything about it? <laughs> would it be like, would it be like extra protection for your paint job? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> oh, that's so nasty. <laughs> yeah, if it's just like five or six inches thick <laughs> on every inch of the car, just covered in a thick uh, aphid shit, aphid poops. Um, all right. Well, if anybody has a definitive answer to this uh, mystery, you know, because like, ha- have you? You've looked at the internet. I did so, see that it is a thing, um, but I didn't dig deep enough to where it was fully confirmed. You know, like right. you said, this could be the tree. It could be a pecan tree thing. I don't know. Yeah, well, I, I always thought it was a tree thing, so I, I'm now I'm, so. now I'm extra invested in uh, <laughs> finding out uh, what happens. Is it my turn? Um. I think it's my turn to ask you, yeah. Oh, it is? Yes. Okay. Wait, who who are you going to ask? Uh, I'll go with Sarah Schaefer. Oh, okay. Terrific guest. She's written books, I think. Yeah. And I was just talking to my girlfriend today about how we've been doing this show for, you know, a couple of years now. And we've been, uh, you know, we've talked to like, you know, I think about 200 people at this point. And, um, (laughs) and like, when I think about our guests, I can't remember what they said their middle names were, even though we talked to every (laughs) one of them about their middle name. If you quiz me, if you quiz me, like, what's their middle name? I I couldn't tell you about most of them. Same. That's hilarious. Because we talk about their full name, we don't just focus on that. And the full name is what we already knew, so that's why it's just hard to just maintain that new piece of information. I think it just further proves that they're worthless. Not the guests, say, the middle names. That's what I was going to say. Or I was going to say it's you know nice that we have it on tape. Yeah. <laughs> that we what their middle name is and how worthless it is. It's all there. Right. <laughs> it's all on the record. Um, okay, so uh, who was it? Oh, Sarah Schaefer, yeah, she built like uh, a miniature comedy club. She was, uh, she, she built a miniature comedy club to scale like all the stuff you'd find like in the green room and stuff. Whoa, that's amazing, yeah. And uh, but she that's on her socials, I think. But anyway, what's the question you had for her? Well, I saw that she wrote on the history of swear words, which featured Nicolas Cage. And I was curious to potentially ask her, what is her favorite swear word? 
I mean, when you work on a show like that, I bet you her swear word is pretty inventive or colorful. Um, I've always liked the idea of just putting two two swear words together that don't belong together. I think that's kind of fun, you know, kind of vibe to it. So, like, I'll be like, cock fuck, you know, or something yeah. like that. <laughs> Where it doesn't even make any sense at all. Um, I also like motherfuck with no, like, ER at the end of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just like if you slam your finger in something, like, motherfuck. Because uh, then that, you know, not really dragging anybody into it, uh, you know, it's more generic. But yeah. I, do have to, I have to, you have to do one of those things where you cross your heart because when I, you know, and I look up at heaven when I say motherfuck, you know, just for my deceased mother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like like adding like you know like a bur like shit burger or you know dumb stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. See, if you're gonna have your favorite swear word, I think it should have it, it should almost be unique to you, like your social security number. Uh, you know, it really should be something that nobody else says. Uh, so I bet you, you know, I'm not trying to dodge the question, but I think Sarah's answer would have been very creative. And it's not, yes. it's not a bad question to ask all of our guests from now on. Like, put it put it as one of those ones we get to if we get to it. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because people like to, yeah, people like to. Because you know that, that guy that used to ask everybody that inside the actor studio guy, he's dead. Yeah, <laughs> James. Wait, what's his name? Uh, James. James. No, James. Damn. Fenimore Cooper? No. <laughs> but James yeah, Lipton. Uh, Lipton. Lipton. Like the T. Yeah. James Lipton is no longer with us. Listen, I'm going to blow my nose while we take a uh, commercial break. Uh, we'll be, we'll be <laughs> right back. Timing. Yeah, we'll be right back. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. We're back, and um, the conversation during the break was pretty fascinating. Um, <laughs> we need you uh, to write to us on Twitter, Wide World Zero Dugs. Um, it's the number zero, not the letter O. And uh, write to us there. And uh, you know, if you know anything about this uh, aphid, we were corrected during the break by producer Ryan. It's aphid jizz. 
That's, yeah, he was saying that's what Debs <laughs> covers the cars in Austin, Texas. Which uh, is just worse. It's getting either, worse. Either this time of year or this time of year biannually or, or you know, uh, every four years. I don't, does it feel like this happens every year? I, I, I don't you've, think you've I've seen while. anything like this ever. Yeah, so it might be like every four years, and so it might have happened when you were not living there. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, or maybe maybe it's every ten years or something. God, it can't there. be all the time because wouldn't people there really know what it is if it's happening all? You the would time? think, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think even Deb was saying that it's like an anomaly, so you know that makes it sound like yeah, very rare. So right. just the well, perfect amount of bug sex going on. <laughs> Well, here's a question that I have. We're doing the okay. leftovers. This is a question I had for Chris Tellez, another uh, awesome oh, yeah. while we're on the subject. Uh, I was going to ask him, uh, how wet are your balls right now? How wet are my balls right there? Yeah, and you could probably answer on his behalf because you're in the same city. Oh, man. It's Chris's a few weeks balls. later, so uh, you know, attempts <laughs> might be different, but, you know. no. His balls are pretty damp right now, and he's he's a runner, so they're they're probably real damp. It is still unpleasant outside. Oh, you think he has runner's balls? <laughs> <laughs> runner's ball sweat. Runner's balls, like that. That'd be funny. A guy who suffers from runner's balls, and like he's at like a party, and there's like a little puddle uh, at, at his feet all the time. He's like, sorry, it's, it's just my runner's balls. Uh, it's like tennis kept, elbow. They just get to sweating, and uh, just doesn't stop. <laughs> um, I'll ask him <laughs> next time I see him. It doesn't stop until the last drop. <laughs> um. All right, that was a good answer. I got a follow up question, but it's your turn. You, what do you have? All right. Uh, this was for Matt Jones. It was a great guest. I think I was in Denver when we talked to him. Yeah, scratchy voice, Matt Jones. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple things, but uh, he apparently played Humpty Dumpty, did the voice for Humpty Dumpty in Beware the Batman. And I was just curious if he did anything special to get in a character for that. Right, like did he have eggs that morning or sit on a wall? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did he listen to Digital Underground and do the Humpty dance? <laughs> did he insist on filming on a Wednesday because that's Hump Day? Uh, yeah, it's uh, endless the questions you at, can ask somebody who voiced the Humpty Dumpty character. Humpty Dumpty doesn't get enough as a as a uh, Batman character doesn't get enough love, I don't think. Yeah, was that in the 60s one, too? Was that I think character? he did. I feel like, well, I know there was Egghead. Oh, Humpty yeah. Dumpty would be, his whole body would be an egg, I would think, not just his head. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, I remember Egghead as a kid. Yeah, yeah there was Egghead. But also, was Egg, Egghead was just, he was super smart. Was that his thing? Like, he had a Yeah, break. I think so. And he's played by Vincent Price, which is amazing. Holy cow, mm -hmm. did not remember yeah. that. Yeah, wow. that's yeah, cool. that's right. Yeah, he had his little Vincent Price mustache and a big old, <laughs> big old giant bald head. Yeah, 
Yeah. You bitch, man. Um, all right. That was great. Thanks. <laughs> and then, yeah, I think, I think they got Otto Preminger to play Iceman for a while. And Otto Preminger was like a film director who did like war movies and stuff. Uh, I think he got, I think he was egghead for a little while, but it could be wrong. But, you know, I could go for days on uh, Batman villainry. You know, there was um, Burgess Meredith, of course, was a penguin. Of course, yeah. Yeah. And he, uh, uh, you know, he went on to be uh, Rocky's manager in the Rocky films. Um, yeah, he was in Cool Hand Luke, too. Oh yeah, he's in a lot of a lot of classics. Foul play with Chevy Chase and Goldie Hawn. Um, but did I answer the question? You think? Yeah, yeah. You rolled off a bunch. That was great. <laughs> okay, so my follow up question to Chris Tellis was how how hot were your balls a week ago? <laughs> they were hotter. It is getting a little better. Oh, that's no. good. Actually, you know what? It might flip that because the humidity is up. Oh, so shit. they might yeah. be hotter now. Yeah, see, we had a bit of a heat wave here that people were actually freaking out about because the humidity was so high. We don't normally get uh, yeah. humidity, but there's some sort of tropical storm situation gave us some humidity for a few days, and people people did not like it. Yeah, it's generally not terrible here, but it happens, and when it does, it's the worst. Right. Yeah, everything's all wet and sticky and <laughs> like you might as well you might as well be an aphid's butthole. <laughs> um okay, so um what's your next question? Well you did a follow-up, so I'll do a follow-up. Do a follow-up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh just uh, you can Answer this is you, obviously. How grossed out were you by the gore and Brightburn? Oh, this is an interesting question because I have not seen Brightburn. Oh wow, it's a movie I should have seen. It's so it's very gory. It is. It's got some. I would call it excessive gore. Yeah, I didn't get around to that one for some reason. I was excited to see it because it was produced by James Gunn, and right, I think yeah. he had. He had nice things to say about the finished product. Yeah. Um, it's pretty yeah, intense. I, I enjoyed I it, see. but yeah. The gore um, for me, yeah. I'm just not a big gore person. Like when it just gets to where it's, it feels like for the sake of the imagery, you know, to make you cringe. I can't like Green Room had some of that and it worked in Green Room. But man, it was, was it tough to watch? Ugh. Yeah, well, you might. I don't know how hard time you'd have with this new uh, one that's out now, Barbarian. Yeah, I want to see that. Yeah, that might be a little rough for you. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, the horror genre. It seems like they're they uh, you know, uh, they either want to disgust me or bore me. There's not yeah. a whole lot in between, you know, because there's either really violent ones or real like ghosty ones where i like can't get invested because nothing violent's gonna happen i have this real yeah. weird like the best horror movies are the one where something ones where something really violent might happen but they do it just the right amount you know like jaws is a great example like i still yeah. think it's a suspenseful movie but when i watch it again the scary parts aren't you know 
aren't scary, but they're also not boring. Yeah. No, you know what I mean? Great. Like knowing what's going to happen doesn't ruin it, but definitely makes it a, a lot less scary. Yeah. Um, okay. Speaking of scary movies, my friend Noah Segan was a guest recently on the show. Oh, yeah. And his movie is finally uh, it's debuting tomorrow night at Fantastic Fest in Austin, Texas. So this is a perfect time to mention that. Uh, and then it's going to play Beyond Fest out in L.A. And it'll be available. We probably said all this on the episode he was on, but it'll be on uh, Shudder starting on uh, Thanksgiving. And um, my question I was going to ask him was, why the attitude? Why the attitude? <laughs> because I can own it. <laughs> because it works. And then the, I mean, I'm just going to go right to my follow-up instead of you doing one in between. Because <laughs> oh, that was going to be the idea. Is that I'd say, why Why the attitude? And he'd answer and probably wonder, what kind of question is that? <laughs> and then and then after your next question, then I was going to ask, I was just kidding with the first question. <laughs> I think you have a terrific attitude under the <laughs> circumstances. <laughs> <laughs> And then I was just going to pass it to you and say, Doug, just ask, ask your next question. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, see, I put a lot of effort into these uh, questions that we never get to. So yeah. I'm glad that we were able to uh, share some of them today. Uh, <laughs> whose turn is it? Uh, me asking you. Okay. Uh, this is a Patton Oswalt question. Oh, okay. Maybe I'll see if I've got a leftover pat. Uh, what do you like better, Ratatouille or Rakakuti? <laughs> What's the <laughs> second one? Rakakuti. Oh, oh, from Everything Everywhere. All yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that movie, it being a multiverse movie and all, with references to uh, Ratatouille and twisting it into Rakakuni, makes me think... Uh, that since Patton is Ratatouille, that's a that's a reference to Ratatouille. That so Ratatouille wouldn't be in that universe to hear that reference. Oh, very clever! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you know, if you're asking somebody from everywhere, everything, everywhere all at once, it's probably Raccoonie. Even though, but they do have the base knowledge of Ratatouille when they first start talking about Rakakuni. Yeah. So, so this, so this is a weird conversation for anybody listening to this who hasn't seen yeah. everywhere all at once. Go see it; it's so good. Yeah, if you haven't seen it yet, this is a fi- this is your final warning. Get it Ooh. together. But yeah, that's my answer. That was that was fantastic. <laughs> Very All right. All right. Here's a question I had for Josh Gondelman. Yeah, because he has a, his podcast is called Make My Day. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I was going to ask him if that title had been taken, like by another podcast already. Uh, what other catchphrase from a movie could be the title of your show instead? What about Hasta La Vista, baby? That'd be the name of Josh Gondelman's podcast? 
That'd be like one of the most ironic titles ever. Just the fact that he's got Tough Guy Make My Day as his current podcast title, that's taking it a a whole nother several notches. I mean, Uh, Make My Day could go different ways. I'm trying to think of others that would. Oh, right, right. Hasta la vista, baby. uh, Generally sounds like it's, it's it's only really got one meaning, which is that, you know, I will I will see you later and you're a child. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's not a lot of like phrases that would also work as a podcast name. Like you you can't say ET phone home, you know? <laughs> like, right. It's too but, bad that there can't be a scene in a movie where somebody kills a baby because that's just is too upsetting to everyone. But that yeah. would be a funny thing to say after actually killing a baby is hasta la vista baby. Because <laughs> there's no babies like- that are ever involved usually in that expression. It's just a. It's just a. Like when I was, I was young when that movie came out, the T two, yeah. And Arnold went around saying that, and it made it made my skin crawl every time he said. Like I, even at that young age, I was already like over the idea of uh, the Terminator having a fun catchphrase. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, Why does I mean? a robot need a catchphrase, right? Yeah, and the way the teenager is like, you know, when you say goodbye, you don't just say goodbye, you say hasta la vista, baby. And it's like, no, a kid is teaching this robot how to talk, and this kid does not know what actual things people his age were saying at the time because it was James Cameron who wrote that line. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's like an adult yeah. writing for a child what a child would think is a cool thing to say. That drives me crazy in films where you're like, this was written by someone that's way out of their league here. Yeah, but Arnold's voice saying that was just ended up being so goddamn funny. Yeah. Like top (laughs) top five funny things that Arnold says in movies. You know what I mean? It's like when he says, I'll be back, when he said, I'll be back in the first Terminator, it was like, oh, fuck, that monster's going to come back. It was not, it was funny, but like not a knee slapper funny. It was just funny, like, oh, shit. You know, yeah. but then this this Asla Vista baby thing just was like pure laughter, just pure funny every time he said it. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's right up there with it's not a tumor. Yeah. Uh, you know, and which that'd whatever. be a terrible uh, podcast name. I I don't know. It's not. I a guess tumor. it could be like a medical podcast. <laughs> I guess if it's a cancer survivor podcast, that would be a good title. Um, yeah. But yeah, we still haven't come up with one. A good movie. Are you not entertained? Would that work? That's the name of a movie? That was, no, not uh, a movie, like a movie saying, right? Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, an expression from a movie. Yeah, I I flipped it. It's just movie titles now. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're right. It's Okay, so, oh, I see what you're saying. Uh, Yeah, what about uh, Who's Sorry Now? Uh, that'd be good for instead of make my day um, I, I'm trying to think of if uh, Clint Eastwood had another good catchphrase yeah that's definitely oh, the big one oh oh uh, feeling lucky punk oh yeah that's a good one yeah feeling lucky punk would be a good name for a podcast like it's daring people to listen to it like yeah well Good luck enjoying this. <laughs> Enjoy it if you dare. 
Um, all right, your turn. Okay, what was next? Let's see. How about? Oh, uh, you might be the best person to ask this. This is for uh, Nagayo. Uh, God, I wonder when he was on. I didn't look at the date on that one. It's been a while. Yeah. But uh, you're both experts on this. Just curious if you know this. When you're digesting an edible, why is it that sometimes it hits you so much harder than other times? Like, is it unevenly distributed? Like, what's going on there? Well, edible rhymes with variable. And <laughs> sort of. And there are a lot of uh, variables that you have to. Oh, can I just tell you something really quick? Yeah. Side, sidebar. Was watching a talk show this morning. Donnie Osmond announced that his show in Vegas is, uh, you know, Donnie Osmond Review uh, has been picked up at whatever hotel he's at, the Flamingo, I think, for another year. And everybody cheered and stuff. It was good, good for you, Donnie. Uh, but then he went on in the conversation. And now I have a year to get to Vegas because, you know, who knows if it'll last beyond this next year. But I have to see this in person. <laughs> he, he was telling the hosts, I do it all. In this show, I even do a 10-minute rap. What? And the host goes, oh, we got to hear... A, a little taste of that and he goes all right give me a beat and then he's like <laughs> my name is donnie and i'm here to say i'm gonna no. play vegas the you know the hard way you know just like that kind of uh, like white rapping kind of uh thing. yeah like the dad rap from like dad rapping. and shit back right. in the day. yeah and he does like a bar or two he spits a couple of bars at her and then uh, and then stops and uh, th he stops after like 40 seconds or something. And I'm like, that for 10 minutes is insane. Yeah, that like, for 10 just seconds. The is amount insane. of words that he have to learn and just the endurance of an audience having to hear him just rapping and rapping and rap like, is there an instrumental break, Donnie? Are you serious? It's 10 minutes of you rapping. Oh, man. Now I got to see it. Ten minutes is forever. Yeah, it's a long time. Five <laughs> minutes is a long song. My name is Donnie, and I'm here to say. <laughs> <laughs> like, right out of the gates. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> that really was like in the late 80s, early 90s. Like every sitcom dad would do a rap that started with that at some yeah, point rapping, in the show. Rapping grandmas. Yeah. And then. Yeah. Like, there was a lady I used to see when I would, you know, coming up, I'd have to MC shows a lot. And there was a L.A. comic who she was the lady who closed her act with a, a, a rap, you know, like uh, a track, yeah. a track would come on. She'd rap along with that kind of thing. You know, I'm a rap in granny and I'm here to say. And um, uh, but I just I'll never forget, uh, you know, it's just all about, you know, her son and her kids or whatever and how they, you know, what they can get away with and what they can't get away with. But then the punchline of the rap was uh, at the very end, she'd go. And so I smoked his weed. And that's like the triumphant finish is that she, you know, her kid was misbehaving. So she smoked his weed. Okay. And the audience would go insane, not only for the weed joke, but also for the uh, 
the rapping, the incredible <laughs> rapping. Oh um, boy. What, okay, so what was the question that I sidebarred on? <laughs> the, when you eat an edible, which rhymes with variable, uh, why does it hit you so oh, much yeah. harder sometimes than it's others? Because it's the fucking variables, dude. It's like how yeah. much food you had in your stomach. You know, if you, you do it on an empty stomach, they say it hits harder. Yeah. You know, if you take you know more milligrams than you're used to, uh, you know, th- that could really hit really hard if you take some and it doesn't seem to be working you take more then that creates a situation that could be terrible um you know it's just it's it's real tricky business that's why it's not entirely why it's one of the reasons why i don't do edibles as much as smoking or or even dabs is just because of the unpredictability of it and also that i build up enough of a tolerance that it gets silly to, to eat like candies that are 10 milligrams and I've eaten like, you know, 10 of them. And it's not, it's still not enough. You know, it's just, gets oh, yeah. you know, now you're just eating a bunch of candy for no reason. Cause it's <laughs> not, even, cause it's not a lot of times it's not even top of the line candy, although it's getting better and better. Like I just got some like these uh, chocolate truffle things that have weed in them. And I haven't eaten them yet. Cause I'm afraid I'm going to like them so much that I'm going to, yeah. <laughs> you know, start popping them. Like it's just a, a regular snack. Yeah. Then I'm gonna get fucking fracked. And it is good when you actually smoke it to like get that instant hit, that instant high. Whereas like edibles, you kind of sit around and wait. Yeah, it's just the whole the whole deal is different. And uh, and I know, do still, enjoy both, but yeah, it's still something I enjoy, especially if I'm going to a concert or a movie or something that uh, I feel yeah. like smoking beforehand is not really gonna get me far enough into it. You know, yeah. like I'd recommend anybody do an edible before watching this David Bowie documentary, Teenage Moon Dream, Moon Age Daydream, Moon Age Daydream. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, because it's just it's a fucking trip. And it's, you know, it's like two hours and 15 minutes long. So there's no amount of smoking weed beforehand. It's going to keep you high through the whole thing. So right. you got to <laughs> you got to you got to time an edible because it's also just a fun movie to be high during because it's just, you know, it's just all footage of Bowie you know, throughout his career that like, is just all spliced together and it doesn't have like a traditional narrator. Like it's all just uh, quotes from him and his, you know, him singing his music. And oh, uh, very cool. it's really cool. You know, they're saying, if you like Bowie, you'll love it. And if you, you know, if you're not that into Bowie, you'll still, you'll still like it, you know, like, it's, yeah. uh, cause, cause he's that good. You know, I, I think that, of course, uh, it's easy to be indifferent to him because he hasn't, you know, been making music because he's been gone for a little while. But uh, um, it's playing in IMAX here in Los Angeles in Hollywood, and uh, uh, I've been noticing that like it, it's it's a huge theater, but it's been selling out because uh, you know people are so into it. Oh, nice! Whose turn is it? Uh, I just asked you about weed, so oh. you're up to ask me. All right, because we're getting down to it. Um, I, we had Rena Calm was a guest, the funny comedian whose last name is spelled C-A-L-M. And um, so I wanted to ask her what calms you down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, edible weed. <laughs> okay. and then a, Or a big say, meal. 
And then I was to say, what's your favorite word that rhymes with Rena? Let me guess. Is it Xena, the warrior princess? <laughs> Nailed it. Why yeah, wouldn't it and, be? <laughs> and then I was going to follow it up. Was it obvious that my last question was just an excuse to bring up Xena, warrior princess? And no, then I, I was going to ask if you could be any kind of warrior, what kind of warrior would you be? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be a princess warrior. <laughs> and then finally, my last question, you can actually answer this one. It's going to be spell Xena. Spells, it's, isn't it X-E-N-A? That is correct. You did yes. it. Congratulations. <laughs> Somebody's at my door. <laughs> oh no! I don't, where's the where's the winning sound? You effect? got a wacky door. Yeah, but here's the winning sound effect. Yes, good job. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug this week, Doug? Uh, yeah, I will be in da- Dania or Dania, Florida, the Improv tomorrow uh, or tonight, whenever September twenty third through the twenty fourth, Friday, Saturday. At the Improv, and then uh, the 25th on Sunday at the Improv at Palm Beach. And then uh, opening for uh, Dan Cummins. And then Monday, I will be back in Austin, Texas at the Spider House Ballroom. Go check out any and all of that. Yeah, what about damn, you? That's a lot of shit. Um, I've got uh, I've got an itch to go out on the road, so I'm going to do... Uh, Baby Steps, San Diego and San Francisco in October. Houston in November, where we'll be at the Common yeah. Festival doing a, a live Wide World of Dugs. So get your tickets to that. All of my dates and deets are at douglovesmovies.com. And uh, thanks, Doug. This has been a very illuminating hour. We've learned a lot about our past guests. <laughs> we sure did. We've speculated a lot about our past guests. <laughs> And we will move forward in the future with uh, new guests every week. Three, three, th- three uh, Friday mornings out of the month. The first three uh, is when you can catch this show. And um, thanks for listening. As always, who let the dugs out?